Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I am Michael Petro and joining Mark and me on the show is Rena Shaw, owner of Expressions Film Studio, one of their teachers, Samantha Walters, and a recent graduate and actor, Paisley Catarath, who starred in Nobody, the 2021 hitman action film, sort of John Wick-ish. Actually, it's complete John Wickish because it's the same director as John Wick, uh, which was shot in Manitoba, starring Bob Odenkirk, Connie Nielsen, and Christopher Lloyd. We get to talk to them all about how they started their school, what goes into learning acting, uh, how acting can take you further in life than you ever thought it would be possible because the skill set that you learn from an acting class, it's unilateral. It's got tons of utility. You can use it anywhere. Little did I know, little did me and Mark know. We thought this was about knowing your mark, knowing your lines. That was it. Man, were we ignorant. Anyway, so we get to talk about that. If, if, if you have ever thought about wanting to take acting lessons, this podcast is for you. Uh, so that's who's on the show. Uh, right now, I'm doing this outside of my day job on my cell phone in a smoking shack. Because tonight, I'm going to see Jimmy Skinner do some live stand-up at Torque Brewery here in Winnipeg. I'm so excited for that. So that's why you guys have to listen to a shitty intro this week. Uh, if you want to follow us, if you're new to the show, therealdebaters.ca is the easiest place to do so. If you would like to subscribe, at Real Debaters on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Twitter, not Twitter. And uh, the Real Debaters podcast on Facebook. That's how you stay in the know with everything that we're doing, which will be a good idea because we're going to try to get back to our live events. We're going to do some stuff from movie theaters if they let us. We've got some big plans, so stay in the loop, guys. Uh, and if you want to send us an email, therealdebaters at gmail.com is how you do so. All the spelling is R-E-E-L. Uh, I have no analytics in front of me, so we can't celebrate the top 10. We appreciate everybody who spreads the word. Uh, apparently, it's getting to France and Russia. So as long as you guys can understand us out there, I really, I'm so happy that we're getting a little global. That's awesome. But we'll get back to that next week when I'm sitting down in front of the computer. Until then, I have nothing else for you. We enjoyed Rena, Sam, and Paisley. We hope you do, too. I'll cue the reel, and you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet. 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone. Gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another Real Debaters production. Me and Mark have three special guests for you today. We somehow managed to convince the owner, a teacher, and an actor from Expressions Film Studio to come and talk to us today about A, the acting studio, B, what it's like to work in that industry, and C, what it's like to teach in that industry. So instead of screwing up these, these intros like I normally do... <laughs> We're going to let the people who are on the show introduce themselves. So we'll start with the owner of the studio. Say hello. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Rena Varshney. I am one of the co-owners of Expressions Film Studio. I'm also a local actor, and I'm very excited to be here on this podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. And then she brought along a teacher from the studio. Say hello, teacher. Hi there. My name is Samantha Walters. I'm one of the instructors at Expressions Film Studio. Rena and I are good friends. I'm also an actor and I'm also a speech language pathologist in Manitoba. So I work a lot with uh, people on communication and I'm excited to talk about my, uh, my journey from acting into that world with all of you. And of course, all things Expressions today. <laughs> Perfect. And then we got lucky. We got yes, the, we did. We got the talent, Mark. Uh, we have 
Paisley Catarath from the film Nobody that was shot in Winnipeg on the show. Say hello, Paisley. Hi, my name is Paisley Catarath, and I'm an actress, and I go to Expressions Film Studio. I'm a student there, and yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. You're very thank you for saying yes. When I got the email that you were interested in coming on, I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be fun. So uh, we like to be cheesy around here, and uh, like any good movie, like I mentioned before, you don't really know where it's gonna go unless you know where it starts. So we'll start with you, Rena. Why don't you tell us, kick it off with where did expressions come from? How did this whole thing begin? All right, so um, I'm gonna take you back 10 years, which is actually really great that we're doing the podcast uh, now because yeah, it's been 10 amazing years, something definitely to celebrate. So this was back in uh, 2011. Um, I was actually teaching at a, another studio in Winnipeg as an instructor. I was teaching film acting to children, teens, and adults. And uh, the children division at that particular studio, um, it, it shut down. And I had a few parents still interested in having their children train with me. So the idea kind of kind of sprung from there where I was thinking, well, I could maybe just have them come to my home every Sunday and maybe take them down to the basement. And I was like, well, that doesn't seem right. And I, I wasn't really sure. <laughs> I, love, I love the sales We'll take them to the basement. Keep them in the basement. You know what, guys, you should see how, how hard it is to get insurance when you talk to people about teaching kids and wanting cameras and camera work with kids. It's, just, it's a nightmare. You, you'll never get insured. Anyhow, but that's beyond the point. <laughs> Paisley, Paisley blink, blink twice if you're okay. She's okay. Everything's good. Everything's good. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if you guys teach mime, but she was perfectly still, like, oh, wow. like, like flip book still. It was crazy. Anyways, it's like I can't believe what Rena's saying. Um. So anyhow, I, I decided at that point. Well, you know, the idea of owning my own studio and having some students come train with me was something that it, it didn't really. It, it didn't, it wasn't something I'd ever really thought about for a long time, but it kind of just came out of this, this uh, opportunity um, where a door closed and another opened. So, um, and again, this was a very side thing. I wasn't looking to make me, you know, I wasn't like looking to like profit off of it greatly. I was literally looking for an opportunity, just somewhere I can go and teach kids what I've been, what I'd been doing for so many years. Um, sure. So I rented out a space in a, uh, art history studio. Um, I literally had eight students to begin with and uh, two classes, um, well actually no, one class and then it turned into two. And it was just myself, I was just doing it. I was just renting out the space and it, it, it was crazy because exactly the amount I was making was what rent was. So it was like, Please. just for fun. It was just for fun. I was doing it for nothing else but fun. Um, and from there, uh, you know, by the next session, I had already doubled in size. I had already had 14, 16 students with me. I remember in 2012. And my brother who was living in Montreal was coming, came into Winnipeg for a visit. And he sat in on a few classes. And I remember just, he was sitting back there and he literally just looked up from the back kind of like, oh, this is kind of neat. Like, like you know, he again is not from film acting either, but I think it just kind of struck him as like, wow, this, this could be something for the community of Winnipeg. And we talked and, you know, I needed his help because I was starting to grow and I, I don't have skills in like advertising, marketing, any of that. And he does. 
he's one of those jack of all trades. I really hate him. I'm just joking. <laughs> but he, he just, um, yeah, he, he stepped in and he, he gave me a hand with a lot of those things that I really didn't feel comfortable doing. And after a year, we had already grown out of that space. So um, we moved into our second space, which was uh, on Sherbrooke. And in that same year, in 2012, I decided for the first time in all of my life to do a theater production, which because I'm from film. So I've, I really have never been on the stage uh, beyond for um, uh, some classical dancing that I did in the, as a kid. And in this theater production is where I met Samantha, Sam Walters, who is here with us today. Uh, there was, I cannot explain it, it's actor's intuition. I, that's all I'm gonna say about that. But I literally looked at her and I said, look, I just opened an acting studio for kids. I think you'd be amazing to instructor. Do you wanna come teach with me? And that is, she's our very first instructor that we hired. And uh, that's Thanks, the year she Yeah, so that's that's really the, the history of it. I don't know if I, I um, missed anything, but yeah, it, it's been 10 years. Now we have 130 students on the regular. Um, we have like 11 staff, uh, so many wow. you know, students that have stayed with us for like that whole 10 years, some, you know, seven, sometimes six, um, who have grown with us, who started up, started with us when they were maybe like 10. Now they're like 18 and now they become an instructor themselves and our teacher's assistants. They're working on film productions. They're going to Vancouver Film School. They're, you know, um, helping us do numerous projects for social causes when we make films for like, you know, uh, different social directive changes and things like this. Um, yeah, it's been incredible. I sometimes don't believe how this kind of came to be where it was never really part of, I didn't think it was part of my story, but it ended up being one of the best parts. And uh, yeah. Can I ask you, um, from the start, were you specifically targeting um, film acting for kids specifically or just acting in general? That's a great question. I, yes, it was actually a niche that I felt was um, there because while there are some notable places in Winnipeg for film acting, um, you know, many people can think of like Prairie Theatre Exchange and of course uh, MTYP, many places. I found that there wasn't dedicated places for film acting for, for kids specifically that was highly accessible and, uh, you know, not only like where an actor is teaching kids to to act and learn to act but like you know it's also about that that quality of like are you a good teacher though because there's a difference like there were some people in the acting community who were teaching acting but from you know i'm just it, this is a little bit of speculation but it was more so whether like I would get some feedback about whether, you know, it was the right person to teach children acting because teaching children is a different ball game than teaching adults. And a lot of the studios that you would find back then, especially 10 years ago, um, there really wasn't a distinction. So that's where I kind of had found that, that niche of like, this is great because there needs to be a place for kids to go. I would have loved to have expressions when I was a kid. I was not good at sports. I was, and I didn't like it. I didn't like the sports. I wasn't good at it. Um, yeah, I, you know, I had tried all different kinds of things. My parents put me in skating, swimming. They put me in singing. I never found my place. And I didn't find film acting until I was in my 20s. But when I did it, when I took classes, I was like, this is it. This is 
what I've been looking for. I feel like I belong. And it it's just, it's not work to me. It invigorates me. It's like an art expression. It's a place for my emotional expressions. So um, hence the name expressions. But, um, you know, I, I realized that, um, yeah, it's, it's quite it's, evident that it is from the heart. <laughs> yes, it's something I'm very passionate still to this day, 10 years later. But yeah, I, I, I that's pretty much the story, I would say. The It seems that the best things are happy accidents where you kind of plan for one thing and then you just grab the wave. And that, like I, we were talking before about how this whole thing started and, you know, just doing it. I mean, you, you hear that from everybody. Just go out, just make it, just do it. Right. But it's a whole other ball of wax to actually get it going. Maybe to go along, I, maybe I'll pass this over to Sam for a quick question. Um, I was wondering, I, I guess with kids and I guess I was a kid that acted. So, um, Along with actually teaching you, you know, actually the craft of acting, I imagine there's a lot of other things that you can teach the kids as far as um, carrying themselves off camera, the business. How, like, there's so much to learn that's not actually acting, I, I guess. Maybe you can elaborate. Yeah. 100%. So my background's actually in theater. Um, it's funny, like I, I always think about how did I even get into this? And so I remember when I was in grade four, I don't know why, but the school music teacher came up to me and was like, do you want to be in the Christmas play? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I got a role. That's how I got the role. I didn't audition. I don't even know if Rena knows that story, but oh, I, um, I was one of the main characters. There were only five kids in the whole school who had like speaking parts. So, so that sent me on my journey into acting and that was grade four. So middle school happened. I tried out for the school plays, you know, didn't get a big part, but then high school came along and that was where I really got into it. Um, anyway, I ended up pursuing it in university. <laughs> Before I get to your question, I just have to share when I met Rena in 2012 and she said, I, I own this acting studio and I'm looking for an instructor right away. I was like, yes. And she was like, whoa. <laughs> And then uh, it was funny to me because I had actually reached out to a couple other studios and had said, I, I want to teach acting. I love working with kids. I love acting. I think I'd be great at this. And they never got back to me, but there was Rena and we formed this great friendship. And now here I am. It's been amazing to see the studio grow. Um, but all that said, acting has been a big part of my life since, since I was a young kid. And I, I am a firm believer that acting skills are skills for life. So 100%, we teach the craft of acting, but through that, kids learn how to be good communicators. They learn to be good public speakers. They learn about nonverbal communication, how to control facial expressions, gestures. How does all that get conveyed to the audience or the listener, the person that you're talking to? Um, they learn improvisation skills, which I mean, in my life, like in, in my work as a speech language pathologist, I'm using that all the time. And people always say, how do you know? How do you know what to just say? And I'm like, well, that that's my acting skill, right? That's improv. Um, kids learn how to be good collaborators. They learn how to hone in on their creativity and own that, like be proud of, you know, the fact that they can come up with something. Um, they also learn how to be confident in themselves and make a choice and not just wait to be told what to do. Uh, and I know Rena and I have had lots of conversations about that, it, how the kids who come to expressions and they stay for a few years, we actually see that journey. They go from saying, what do you want me to do? 
waiting for the per the teacher to tell them to actually making that strong choice and being bold and going for it and then being able to take direction. Um, I could go on and on flexibility. They learn how to, you know, go with the flow, make changes, adapt. They learn teamwork. Like I could go on and on. That could be a whole podcast. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear from the actor's mouth then Paisley two part question for you. Um, why did you want to start acting and what are out of the list of things that Sam just said, what are one of those things that you really enjoy, enjoyed learning or, or, or did she not say it yet? We got to go back to her. Well, I, um, so our family was like a really, like how, like we were a really movie family. Like we always watch movies and we still are. And we always watch movies and, um, and then I, I love doing like role plays, like family, like role plays. I love doing that, like with my friends and stuff. And I wanted to do acting class because I just love like acting and like I do lots of games like that. So I'm, I was doing acting class for why well, I'm doing acting class for three years. Like I, and it was, and then I got an audition and it was my first audition. And then I got a, it was nobody. And then I got a callback and then I, I got the movie role and I was really excited because we, me and my brother came home from school and my mom was videoing me and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then me and I, and I ran across the street and I, to I told my brother Cohen and he like, he was so surprised. And then I was like, have you told dad yet? Have you told dad? Cause he was at work. So then we called dad, my dad. And then, yeah, that's how the movie, like how it was. So, okay. What, what's that like going to school for three years and then this happening? Like what, what was Walk us through that day, because I mean, I, I I got excited when I bought a new board, and I can't even tell you the happy dance that I did that day. But like you, you've been in a movie with, like, are you a fan of Christopher Lloyd and Bob Odenkirk at, at all, Paisley, or are you like, did you, like, did mom and dad watch Breaking Bad at home and stuff like that, or did you learn about this as you went along with them? Well, my was like a huge fan he still is a breaking bad and better call Saul and um my mom showed me this is going to be your dad like in <laughs> <laughs> and like and then she was like wait that's from better like breaking bad and like she only showed me the parts where he's in and um uh so like I knew who he is and stuff and I I am a fan of I'm not like, yeah, I am a fan of Christopher Lloyd because he was in, wait, what's Dennis the Menace? Ah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Totally forgot that one, Paisley. Well done. Deep cut. <laughs> and yeah, so it was really cool because like also um, uh, like Gage Monroe, uh, he's his brother in the movie. Yep. He told me that he was in Paw Patrol, like he was, um, <laughs> was he in Paw Patrol again? 
I think he was like the fire dog or whatever. Like okay. The... Marshall. And, yeah, Marshall. And <laughs> it was really cool because it, he was only in like one season or something, but it was still really cool. Wow. So, uh, I would say I'm insanely jealous. Mark, what would you say? I Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> just wishing that I had... So you started, did you start at six years old taking acting classes, Paisley? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Wow. I couldn't even tie my shoes at six. What are, I didn't even know what shoes were at six. <laughs> That's so crazy. And then, and then this happened. So, okay, we're going to, we're going to jump back to Rena and, and Sam here for a second, Paisley, but we have more stuff for you. I promise. Oh, do we have stuff? We have, we have stuff. So, um, but with Rena and Sam. And, and, you know, you can all walk us through this, I guess. So what is, what's the, you said the primary focus is so many things, Sam, but when you guys are organizing your classes, I guess if, if I'm a nine-year-old, what, what are you starting us off at? For all the parents out there who've got kids who are interested, let's start there. What would, what would just a, a crash course here in how you would start getting into expressions? What would be some of the things they'd experience and, and some of the ways that they would start learning? Well, maybe I take this and then you want to, okay. Um, so that's a really good question. Um, if you were a nine-year-old and, or even if you were yourself, okay, you know, I mean, I, I know we are a youth and I'm not suggesting that you're not part of youth, but um, it's okay. If you are, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so if you're interested in joining uh, expressions, um, you know, the first thing obviously we would want you to do is take a look at our website. We have a, a website that's fairly thorough with all of our film projects, with uh, descriptions of each class, with our schedule and registration form, which is all online. So you can get a feel of what it's all about. Um, but uh, specifically, you know, in looking at like where to start, it's more so to do with two things and there's reasons for it. One is we do look at age groups um, in terms of wanting to, uh, ensure that the, the, it's not about really keeping kids the same age and for the reason of like, okay, well, that just all the seven-year-olds should be with the seven-year-olds, but it's more so to understand the curriculum that we, we set out. We have lesson plans that are crafted for each session, for each, um, each class, and the content fluctuates depending on the, the level and the, the age group that you're, you're teaching. So, you know, for, for a nine-year-old, um, we would start you off in one of our core classes. This is where we first start. Now, fun fact for you, maybe it's fun, maybe it's not so fun. I don't know. It's, 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 all, fun. A, it's all fun. Keep going. You know what? It's actually a sore spot for me, so I don't know why I'm calling oh, it fun. Okay. <laughs> but um, originally, originally, I wanted to be really cool and fun. And so when we had the when we had three classes, this was probably in 2012, I think we had three classes. And I named them. I had a lot more say at the time because Neil, my brother, was really not he was doing a lot of the back end work, but he really wasn't like taking, he wasn't doing like the level work he is now, right? As a co-owner. But back then I had a little bit more say. So I wanted, to, I named the classes dailies and uh, beats and reels. Okay. So the reason I love I it, I love, it. I love the I love it too. No. I know Sam. I know we just yeah. So I I loved it too, and I they're all film words as you all would know. So they're all film words. Even though people always wonder about beats, it's not about beating people up. So it's, it's about uh, it's about finding a beat, right? It's yeah, no one beat. Beat. Yeah, that's right. It's that emotional shift in the script, so or in the story. So um yeah, I originally had those names for the classes. So you know, 
back then, if you were a nine-year-old, you would go into Beats. And that was like the, the middle age there. And the, the reels was for like the 11 to 13. And uh, the dailies was for like the six, seven-year-olds. Um, nowadays, we've moved away from those names. Again, sore spot for me, but um, more so because we wanted to be a little bit more self-explanatory for those that are just joining the, the whole uh, film acting um, industry and have no clue what those words even mean. I uh, wanted to make it more like obvious. So when you're looking at the class descriptions, you'll see that there's an age range and you'll see a description of the class. And each of the core classes, as they suggest, teaches you the core fundamentals of film acting. So there's just those very like, again, basics that everybody is taught, no matter what, what age you are and you come into a core class, you will go through this. If it's a refresher, it's a refresher, but if it's brand new, then at least, you know, you have exposure to it. So some of those things would be like eye lines, understanding the, you know, the nuances of auditioning for the very first time, um, learning about those beats, <laughs> learning about, uh, yeah, doing a very baseline script analysis, learning about where to take your mark or like where the marks are, uh, prop work. Um, you won't believe, you know, when you put a prop in front of a very new student that it's all about that prop and it and ends up being more about the prop than the relationship with the other actor, right? So these are things that we, we teach you in the core fundamental classes. Um, and yeah. level of, I'm sorry, just the level of focus. Yeah, absolutely. That you're talking about. And I mean, fan sit in front of my TV and go, Oh, I love it all. Like I, my brain just doesn't go there. Cause you, in a good story, you shouldn't go there. Right. Like you, you should yeah, exactly. You shouldn't see it. You shouldn't see it. Right. But now that I'm now that we're being told, yeah, that, that, like all of, I'm like, gee, it's like, it's like a volleyball. I don't know whether to bump or spike or volley. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with my theater training background and I'm like, I, I, it's so different than, than film right. acting that I'm like, wow. Yeah. The, Lot. level of uh specificity that you get into is just incredible with film acting it's yeah you know i think it's quite shocking actually when we do our uh which we can talk about in a bit but we for our winter sessions we always have a movie making session um where all of the classes get to make their own movie which they you know help with even the writing process and getting it to a film production level where we even take them off uh either like you know off off the, the like from the studio we take them on site to like different cool locations, schools, studios, whatever we take them to like art studios, things like this. And uh, you can see all of those by the way on our website. But um, you know, I, it's very fun to see the, if you've never done it before, students who do it for the very first time, they're totally shocked by how many takes it takes, takes it takes, I like that, takes it takes to, uh, you know, do like a like one page like dialogue. Like you could take the whole class. And they're just, it's, it's floored. Like it's just mind boggling because how many close up shots you need, how many wide shots you need. Oh, the audio wasn't great on this. Let's do it again. Okay. Oh, darn. Like that, that prop just broke. Okay. So we got to reshoot that for continuity. Like there's so many things behind even like a couple minutes that you watch on TV or in movies and you only realize it when you're doing it. So um, this is what we kind of go into in our classes. One might say that it's 101. A lot of basics, yeah. a lot of a lot of must haves, a lot of if you don't have this in your tool belt, how did you get this far? Because without these things, you're going to find yourself lost along the way at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you always hear of the stories of like, I, I mean, I certainly always feel like, oh, but like I, I, I tend to know a lot about these actors and 
you'll hear, you'll read about it. Like they've never taken an acting class ever and they're just naturally talented and they just sort of made it. And, you know, when I say made it, I mean like the whole Hollywood dream. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, you know, I would say to that is that while that could happen, um, certainly that's not the majority. And most people uh, build confidence through comfort and familiarity and re- repetition. So that's nothing, that's that's not unlike what we do at Expressions. The more times you get up and you do a scene, the more times you practice auditioning, you develop confidence in your voice, in your body, in, in the process, in, uh, yeah, just doing it. And, you know, you can ask Paisley, but I, I, I hope that, you know, some of that was built, that confidence through just having an idea of what would happen when she went on set and how that would translate the class, the, what she was exposed to in class and some of that being translated. I mean... A lot of it, when you get on set, though, that's just an experience experience in itself. And you can't recreate that in a class. But some of the other stuff, um, you can. And I think it does help a lot of our students who get on sets. And those that don't get on sets, I hope it helps them in life. So um, Maybe, Sam, uh, if you have students... If you uh, if you have these students that are and you're specializing in in this film acting, um, do any of your students you know attend like other theater schools? Do you also delve into sort of live theater acting at all in any of your courses? Or I'm kind of interested in are the worlds separate or are they they intermingled at all? Uh, I can take that question. Yeah, that was uh, for you. Yeah, I, I just have to. I just have to say, you were commenting on, uh, you know, the amount of focus it takes. And so again, attention and listening skills, focus skills, huge skills you develop through acting training, and then also perspective taking. So Rena was talking about how the kids learn like, oh, that camera, you know, we need to shoot Sam in the Sam Rena scene. But then we also have to shoot Rena listening to Sam. And so then the kids start to quickly realize, oh, it's not just about the person talking. It's about the talking and the reactions. Mm. So they really gain an appreciation for what that looks like in communication, that natural back and forth. Um, and we always instill this understanding of, you know, acting is so much more than saying a line. Uh, and in fact, when you are not saying a line, you are still acting. And that's something <laughs> we work on <laughs> in class. And that's, uh, you asked about, you know, what do we, what do we kind of start with the fundamentals that that's often one of them, you know, it's not just about saying lines, it's about listening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would imagine that. And like, you know, you want to be the one saying the line because the camera's on you. I mean, we're all human, right? I'm I'm a ham for a camera. And I'm like, (laughs) it's horrible what I will do for attention. But that's an only child thing. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) And so the question about um, theater and do we delve into that? So we're a film acting school, but we always have conversations in our classes about, okay, let's talk about acting. So what is acting? And I mean, there's different ways you can define it. One of the quotes we love at Expressions is acting is living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. Oh, I like that. I do like that. Yeah. So that's, and we talk about that, like we break it down in the classes. Okay, what does that mean? What does that actually mean? Let's talk about that definition. Um, I also like to teach my students about how acting is listening and reacting. That's what it is. It's the back and forth, listening and reacting. Um, So we talk about what is acting, right? And that applies to film and theater or whatever, right? That, That is 
acting. Um, and then we talk about, okay, what is film acting? What is theater acting? What are the similarities? What are the differences? So one of the similarities is that the whole back and forth, right? Listening and reacting. Some of the differences, I mean, just kind of an obvious one that the kids always know is, oh, theater is bigger, it's larger than life, whereas film is much more subtle, much more naturalistic. So that's usually the one that right away the kids are like, oh, I know that. I know that's a big difference. Cabaret. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the other, the other one that the kids always know is, oh, well, theater is in front of a live audience and film is film, right? It's recorded, so you can actually cut a scene, stop it, do a retake, but theater's live. So that requires a different skill set. Uh, in film, we have the luxury of being like, oh, that was bad, let's do it again. Oh, um, one more take. Yeah. We, we have those conversations. Yeah. And then uh, and then in our classes, like there is an element, I guess, of that whole in front of a live audience when we're doing our scene work, um, the kids will be up doing a scene and the others are watching. So they I guess we are kind of delving into that world a little bit. But all the instruction and feedback that we're giving them is about being natural, being true to life, realistic, um, because that that's what film acting typically is is requiring. Yeah. 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 And I can imagine, I mean, I've, I've only been in front of a camera once or twice, but, um, there's so many things going on around you that have nothing to do with what you're supposed to be doing. Like you were saying, you're supposed to be living a, a truthful scene, but there's people doing things that are completely unrelated. And I think for, for younger kids, that's a huge skill. Oh, yes. Oh, so. yes. Like that, like when, you know, even for myself, when I've been on a few sets and, I like I've got like a boom like you know an inch above my head and a camera that's like two inches from my face yet I'm supposed to be immersed in this conversation this like imaginary world and and live truthfully in it but literally like you see like I don't know 50 people like around doing different things wires cables this that and the other um you know this is where the film training I think really kicks in and helps you because you do learn to kind of literally like just block all of that out and just focus on that person that you're having this you have this story with it's in a relationship you are looking into their eyes you are looking at them you're looking at their body language and you're trying to do something so we learn about like finding that objective in the scene or like finding you know what what is it that you're looking to do the goal of that uh that whole and how valuable of a skill is that in life to be able to I think it is a, a valuable skill like I I didn't yeah. mention this before but in my um day job it's like yeah Sam and I have like day jobs and we have this on the side but um in my day job I am a people operations manager or in other words human resources and I believe wholeheartedly that the one of the reasons that I think that I'm great with connecting with people is the skills that I've learned through acting the ability to really be intuitive about body language, about people's um, just overall emotions and just being able to, uh, you know, like offer solutions because again of that improv skills that we learn and um, yeah, and to be able to fully focus on a person and block everything else that's going on in my life and everything that's going on with me and be there for that person and just listen and focus. So um, we can see yeah. that Paisley is clearly one of your star students because she's sitting here listening so. She's such a good listener. <laughs> so well. Like I, I uh, mean, I think she's about thirty-five from 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 this angle here. The way she's just sitting there and listening and not interjecting. 
You've 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 mastered a thing, Paisley, that we still haven't at our age. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's let's jump to her for a second. So, what are some of your favorite things that you've learned at Expressions, Paisley? Like, what what have you taken on? What did you take on to nobody that you learned that helped you lock in, focus, stay? Because I will tell you that while watching the movie yesterday, when you're all going down in, into the basement and you utter the line, oh, I like games, I fell off the couch laughing because you like you knew exactly the right timing and the beat and the tone to say it. And that was bloody hilarious. So, <laughs> And she stole my heart in, in all the scenes she was in, just her. You mentioned focus and... Um, knowing that we were going to speak to her today, I, I paid particular attention. Even yes. the the first scene where um, we we get introduced to her when she she comes down to the couch and and lays with Bob on the couch. Yep. And watching her eyes and how she's interacting with him, and you really believe her in that scene. It's not it's not somebody who's waiting to say their line. I think you did a fantastic job there, Paisley. Yeah, like it looked like a, a it looked like Daddy and Daddy's little girl lying on the couch having a conversation, not Bob Odenkirk and Paisley Cataracts. I believed it 100%. Totally. So what helps you get into character doing that, that you would have learned from, from Sam or Rena or any of the other teachers there? Well, like we did little movies. Like if they were like, they were like a couple minutes long, 10 minutes long. And they were really fun to make. Cause like, we had like, it was cool. Like we sat at a table and discussed our lines and it, it was like kind of a practice of like a real movie for like, okay. for like a life. So it was, it like, it faced my fears in front of cameras and like they helped me with like, cause I used to um, like, fiddle with my hands when I was acting and they helped me with not and like, like, um, like talking, like for like when someone's doing their line, like I talk too. like, I don't really talk, but like I voice over it. So, um, they helped me like not do that. And, um, cause I had some fears in front of cameras. So, they helped me with that and like, like the five W's and everything. Oh, and stuff. okay. What are the what five? Are those, what are the five W's? <laughs> what, when, where, when, where, who, who, <laughs> um, what, when, where, who. I don't know the last one. Sorry. Why do you think we asked you this question? Why, Paisley? Why? <laughs> Why? There you go. Oh. <laughs> so great. Oh, that was so great. Yeah, and and just let you know, um, that's what I, we were talking about before. What Paisley's talking about the the movies is the movie ma movie making session that we do every single winter. Um, this year was the first year where we were not able to do it because of uh, something called the COVID pandemic. But uh, we did it. We did something anyways. We still did a little movie uh, where people basically filmed themselves. Uh, well, we filmed uh, over like a virtual platform and still yeah, yeah. did a movie. Yeah, no, cool. Movie. Yeah, yeah that's right. sorry, Sam. We still did the movie. You're right. We just didn't do it in the normal way. 
Um, but yeah, that's what Paisley's kind of talking about there is that we, we do it, we do a table read, then we like take that script that has been written again with some of the kids ideas and usually the instructor and uh, writes, writes this uh, short film. And we, you know, have somebody on camera, we have somebody doing the micro, like the booming, like sometimes the students do these things so that they can learn about product, a post-production as well. And, uh, we go off to like, we've done, we've done. We've taken our sets to like different schools in the city, to the University of Winnipeg. We filmed in an art studio. We have filmed in um, in a lot of our different instructor homes. <laughs> Again, this is <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so while we are on the topic a little bit, have you been able to operate during the pandemic, or how is that affecting you? So obviously, it affected us majorly. Um, you know, it would be a lie to say that it didn't impact us quite negatively, uh, especially that first, the first lockdown um, was really difficult as, is, as was for most, most uh, pl places of the art, arts community, especially, but a lot of local places had the same issue. Um, so yeah, we, we ended up shutting our doors um, just like we have right now. And uh, then when things were better during the summertime, we were able to run our camps, which are a big hit. Uh, typically, we sell out very, very easily, especially our stranger. Um, sorry, I'm forgetting what it's called. Uh, no, it's not. What is it called, Sam? Stranger Things? Yeah, but we call it something different, don't we? Stranger Summers. Stranger Summers. Thank you. That's what it is. But it's based on Stranger Things. That one's a big seller. Uh, so we ran the camps and that was very successful. And then we had Fall, which was also quite successful. Like We had, we were almost sold out completely. And we had the in-person classes with the social distancing, with the masks, very, very different, difficult on many levels, because as you can imagine, yes. um, in film acting, you are, when we're talking about like looking at the other actor in the scene and being in that moment with the other actor, looking at their eyes and understanding like what's going on for them, how they're saying that line, their body language, very difficult to do that when most of your face is covered by a mask. Um, also, the other issue was like our instructors didn't even get to see their students' faces and the students never saw the instructor's face. So it was very odd in that sense to build relationships that we normally build. Um, and, you know, like, of course, there's uh, some other technical difficulties of like, how do you film when you have to be socially distanced? How do you like play certain kinds of uh, games or do exercises with that type of distance? So there's a lot to keep in keep in mind. And we also reduced our class sizes. Our class sizes are typically eight students, which is our sweet spot. And we ended up having to take it down, uh, you know, to six um, when we've done in-person classes. So, and then um, unfortunately fall got cut short in the in-person because of the, um, I guess it was the second wave at that point, uh, a second lockdown. And um, we moved into Zoom the Zoom platform, <laughs> um, which was fine because it was like the end of the session and we just sort of made it work. But we decided that for the winter session that we would just do it only on virtual means and it would just be uh, a Zoom session. Um, it was okay is what I'm gonna say. I don't think that what we do translates very well over a virtual means. Uh, it can be done and we did do it and we're proud that we got through it and we didn't have to completely shut down for the winter term. Would I do it again? I don't think so. <laughs> so what you're saying is film acting doesn't translate well to 
about 10, 10 classes it was, so 10 weeks. Um, and I have to say, with all the virtual stuff going on in the world and, you know, all the changes, like, it, it's hard. It's been hard on everybody, really hard on the kids. But every Saturday morning when my class would start, I'd start all the classes with just, like, a check-in. You could share anything you wanted. And so many times, so many of the kids, like, multiple kids, would say something like, I just look so forward to acting class. Or I just love having this group. I just love getting to see everybody. And I was like, you know, like, so even though, yeah, it's not the same as it is in person, but it was still this like great joy in everybody's week. And, uh, and I'm, I'm just so thankful that we were still able to make it work. And, it, and I think the kids really did appreciate it and take something away from it. Um, with the whole Zoom thing, when we were doing scene work, we actually leaned in to the Zoom platform. So we wrote scenes that were happening on a Zoom call. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's just ingenious. That's what you got to do. Embrace the the challenges that you're having. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the kids would always say, like, I don't get it. How are we going to do a scene when we're on Zoom? And it was like, oh, well, your scene's going to be happening on a virtual call. And then they were all like, oh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, it did work when we leaned into it that way. But, you know, would it work if we weren't doing it? I, that would be harder, I think. I think a lot of the technical difficulties that can that just happen always whenever you know you're you're trying to do it this way. It's just it's really hard to maneuver. Like if a kid, so if you can imagine if a student's having technical difficulties and doesn't know how to fix something that's going on, um, you know, it, it it interrupts the class in the sense that like you want to help the student, but at the same time you've got other students waiting to do their scenes. But then that student, like, you don't know what to do because you can't see what the issue is. Is it like something like you can't visualize? You're not there. Um, so there's all, all sorts of kind of problems, the distractions at home. There's loud noises. There's so there's all these reasons. But I have to admit, I have to agree with Sam that, again, I am glad that we did the session because I know it meant a lot to um, our students during one of the hardest lockdowns uh, where we experienced where Winnipeg was in a lockdown and for all of February where we were literally in a deep freeze for pretty much the whole month. That was not to, easy. Yeah. To have something to look forward to in that sense, I think it was um, really great for us to do. Uh, but withstanding that, I mean, if we had the choice, of course, I think we will always choose to do in person. Obviously, yeah. On that note, I can imagine that coming out of this pandemic and lockdown, something that you're offering up is, is going to be, something that's so crucial to a lot of these kids that have been cut off from people is uh is getting together with people like i can just see like you better increase your class sizes because this is <laughs> this is the perfect out of pandemic thing to get your kids involved with well thank you i i agree i think that you know there's so much to it and people always well not people always but i think there is a bit of a misconception a lot of people think oh film acting and I'm going to get my kid to LA and, you know, walk the red carpet. And that's what it's all about. And, you know, while again, obviously you can see, we've got, a, we've got a star sitting right here among us. Like, you know, um, obviously great things can happen right here in your own hometown where you can land a, a great part with uh, some very notable actors. But we, as a, as a, as expressioneers, we don't set out with that goal. When you join expressions, it is not like, okay, let's get you, let's get you booking. Let's get you on a bunch of movie sets and let's get you um, fast track to Hollywood. That is not what we aim to do. 
fun fact though, like long time ago, like 10 years ago, I sort of had that flair carpet stuff and like, you know, really celebrating like, um, or like really focusing on the get the part, get the part. But we've come a long way from there where it's very clear to me that that's not what we're here to do. If that happens, it is 100% celebrated and it is supported and it's a really wonderful thing. But if it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean that you haven't succeeded in the world of acting. It doesn't mean that you are not looked upon as being a great student and, and you know, um, an actor. It, it certainly does not mean that. I've actually just for the last few months decided that I need to just take a little break from my own like auditioning and film work. But it, it doesn't take away from the fact that I'm an artist, that I'm an actor. And I try to teach the students the same thing. I always use this analogy and I think it's getting kind of old. Neil, my brother would definitely say it is, it's old, but um, I don't think acting is any different than a lot of other art forms. So if you think of somebody who's a painter and they have their, you know, their, their painting and they're painting the, from their emotions and they're telling a story through their painting and they have that cathartic release and they, they feel good about that, that piece of work. Um, you know, whether someone comes in and wants to buy it or put it up in a museum, that's, that's wonderful. And I'm sure any painter would feel really great about that moment if it happened, but it's not the reason they paint. I hope. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's some. It shouldn't be. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's old. And I, you know what? I'll agree with you on that. This, like I, I was in the same position you were where I was like, this podcast is going to be huge. And then I was like, no, we're just going to do it for us. Yeah. And, and it really, like you, I learned real quick that if this was going to go anywhere, it was going to go anywhere organically. It wasn't going to go anywhere manufactured. So right. now we just sit and you know, chew the fat. But the important thing is, is that you, like you said, you're doing your art. You're yes. and and as 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 Sam has explicitly taught us today that these skills that transfer over into real life, getting up and speaking in front of your class, in front of your workplace, like these are all, I think there was a 10 step program of how acting changed my life. I, was that right, Sam? That's, where can we purchase it? Is there a 1-800 number? <laughs> Please tell us how many installments. <laughs> yeah. I have to share like uh, for me, for the longest time, I have my goal set on, I'm going to be a professional actor. That is all I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. And that, that was my goal for so many years. And because that was my goal, I didn't really have friends or contacts outside of the acting world. Everything I did, every I didn't read books, I read plays. <laughs> um, you know, I only <laughs> talked to people who were involved in acting in some way. Uh, I only went to events that had something to do with that. And so it was interesting to me because when I started, when I did that, I started to sort of resent it. I wanted it so bad and that was all I was ever doing. I had nothing else going for me at that time. And so I started to, to slowly branch out. And when I started branching out and looking at other things that I love in my life and you know, what else can I do? Um, what else can I do that brings me joy? That was when I realized, oh, I have so many skills from doing this thing that I love so much that makes me really unique. And it was so cool to figure that out as an adult and, and really <laughs> start to embrace that. Cause I, I didn't know, I didn't realize it was just something that everybody I was around had. Right. No, Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, back to what Mark said though. And then we'll, we'll cause we, we, we can't keep our star waiting any longer, but Mark mentioned your, uh, your, your 10 step, 
program that you did, and and I and I said I wanted to bring that back up. So tell everybody, like, what was that that you kind of you found the the connective tissue between real life and real life, essentially, and how they all kind of play out together. Yeah. So, like I said, I I I got to a point. Um, after several years of just being like exclusively in the acting world, you know, this is what I'm doing. I got to the point where I just, I, I stopped having fun and, you know, we could go into maybe why it stopped being fun for me, but that was the point where I was like, I, I need to, I need to just take a little bit of a break. It's not that I don't love it, but I'm not having fun anymore. And if you're not having fun, it, it's really, I mean, nothing's worth it. Right. If you're not, if you're not having fun with it. Oh. So, um, just realizing like all the other things I loved in my life. I love working with kids. I love learning. I love coaching. I love um, like uh, education and all that stuff. So, I mean, we can make a really long story very short and we'll just say I, I ended up pursuing the field of speech language pathology. My brother worked with a speech language pathologist when he was a child. So I knew what it was and I was interested in it. Um, anyway, so I branched out into that. I, uh, I now work as a speech language pathologist. And it was in that work, my first year, where I had several people saying to me, you're different. Like, I don't know, you can like come up with things on the spot. You're really good at telling stories. You're so good at talking. And I was like, whoa, okay. And then I thought no one's ever told me that before. <laughs> it only happened when I got out of the acting world that I started to hear that. And then one day I said to someone, oh no, what, what happened is a coworker of mine said, I guess you were just born that way. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. I was not born that way. I learned those skills in acting class. And then she said, she was like, oh, tell me about that. So then I started in my head, I was getting all excited because it, it like hit me, right? In my in my late 20s, I was like, oh, wow. I've, I, I've been spending all these years developing this amazing skill set. And I just, I feel like people don't realize it. And we all should, we all should take an acting class. That's really what it comes down to. I, I smell a Sam Walters corporate retreat <laughs> thing coming up here. Take your executives from your work and learn the skills of acting that can be applied to the business world. Yeah, and you know, that really, it ties into how at Expressions we teach acting skills, right? It's not it's not just you come to it with that natural ability. Um, yeah. We're actually we're teaching these skills and they can be taught. I think that's really important to, that's a good to know. Point. And, and uh, FYI, yes, I believe wholeheartedly that Sam will be a motivational speaker. She already is. <laughs> you, will, you, will, you will see her book out shortly, I think. So. Look out, Tony Robbins. So <laughs> <laughs> watch it, buddy. <laughs> Sam's coming for you. She's coming for the market. Uh, Paisley, I would love to know what your tricks are to stay in the moment to be so focused like what's your process because i i'm i've from where i'm sitting you are a big deal and to be in a movie with both of those like the rizza i don't know did you ever did you did you did you meet the rizza at all while you were there no but my brother and my dad like did this hand thing i don't really remember it but it's like a thingy and it was like a hand thing. I don't remember it though. Yeah. No, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but like, what did you, what did you do to remind yourself that you, like you're, you're a pro now you're, 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 you're in the big leagues. Like, how did you, what's your, what's your, what's your trick? Tell me. Cause I don't have it. <laughs> well, um, I love like to be like 
I love being myself, but I also love to be um, different people, like in a different world I'm pretending to be in. And there's this thing that I do, like I did like multiple times in Nobody. I did like, when was like when they were about to film, I had my foot up when we were going to walk and I had my foot up like about to walk. So it looked like I was already walking. And I, I always did that. And I just like, I pretended I was like in a real life. Like they were my actual parents and he was actually my brother. And I was like, because I love, you already know, I told you I love doing role plays. So it's just like I'm doing a role play, but people around you filming. <laughs> how much of your character in Nobody was, was Paisley and how much was a character that you created for the movie? Well, I, Kate, this is kind of funny because um, in the, like before I got the role, I actually had a kitty cat bracelet. And <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> and I didn't know till I got the role. And I was like, I have a kitty cat bracelet. What? <laughs> and it was, it was funny. So yeah, it was really funny. And I actually lost it, which is not that good. Um, <laughs> we won't tell them. And yes. My question was, is that your, I mean, their, your character was so, and I don't know, maybe Paisley, if you realize it, and I, and I know that, that uh, Sam and Rena, I, I don't know if Sam's seen the movie yet, have you? I haven't, no, okay. but I'm going to watch it. So Paisley's character, I mean, she plays a great daughter of, of Bob Odenkirk in the film, but her character really um, is representative of the the main characters like soft uh gentle caring side and you see that in the scenes that whenever paisley's in a scene with him that's bringing out the the real person in somebody that's clearly something different and she does an incredible job of of representing that feeling in the movie and, and i just wanted to get that across to you paisley that you weren't just a great kid in the movie that you did a good job of representing a real feeling in the main characters Thank you. Like, well, I do have, uh, like, because in the movie, I was supposed to have, a, like, a good relationship with my dad. Mm -hmm. And I have great relationships with my um, parents. And, like, it's hard to explain, but, like, um... It seemed as though you, whenever you came into the scene, um, you really stole it, but you also, um, you were always really, it was a happy, you know, all the scenes you were in, you brought sort of that, the the love, if you will, right? I know what Mark, every time you were in a scene, Paisley, it became happier and a relationship between you and your, your, your dad came through that through all the violence and through all of the drama and through all of the hiding and lying, you were the one thing that he was anchored to the most. And you, and what Mark's saying is you did a very good job showing us that th this evil guy has this soft side and you're it. 
and even within the family because the your you know your mom and your brother in the in the movie were sort of distant from your dad but you were always the one that sort of brought him back and and made him care again like he's like in the movie he said he's a family man but he's you know crazy he's like (laughs) john wicky yes that's a new term and he um he was a family man he had definitely a soft part of him too like half of him was soft and then the other half was like john wick (laughs) and (laughs) and yes i don't want to spoil anything but like one of my favorite parts of the movie was when um at the end she said like he was like, does this house have a? And then she said, a basement. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> One so might spoil it, Paisley. But you're pretty much the the cause of this whole movie, because if it wasn't for that kitty cat bracelet, I don't think any of this would have started. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all your fault, really? or it's all because of you, which is good. Uh, I, I got a follow-up to this. Uh, I'm going to get a little nerdy here, Paisley, so bear with me here. I'm a fanboy, fan person. Um, what, what's, what, what is the director of John Wick like working for? I mean, how was, how was, is it Ilya? Ilya? I, I don't know how to, how do you pronounce it? Ilya. Ilya. Okay. What's, what's it like working with Ilya? Because he, I mean, he turned. He turned John Wick, which is a crazy guy, into a huge series, and now you've get you've gotten to work with him. Like he's he he's 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 Ilya. The, the kitty cat bracelet is the puppy. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Oh my goodness, the kitty cat bracelet's the puppy. <laughs> well, it was it was really good working with him, like like working with like um, a director really like made me like feel like I was like you made it really yeah and uh he was really like nice and like he like he said really good things and like he was really on to the script and stuff like he had it like all like he already knew what he was doing so we did it like my parts in the movie it went by like um pretty quick which is like good and bad because i love doing that but it's good because like the movie's done quicker so it can go out quicker so yeah he was like really on point i guess yeah so to take that back to expressions paisley um did these ladies and expressions prepare you for your time that you were on the set? Yes. Like the mini movies really prepared me and they, um, it was really fun. It's like, I, I love looking forward to expressions because I get to learn something new each day. Right. So I learned something new all the time and they really like prepared me for the movie too. It's like the movie's coming. I need to get prepared. So like 
it made me feel like there's so many movies and they also taught me like if if you get an audition and you don't like um get it there's way more coming that's, that's a good thing to learn i think that's probably like as someone who's who's never auditioned for anything I think that's probably the one of the strongest things you should take away is to know that there's always more like this isn't this is not because it, it does it feel like I don't know Mike I would say that you auditioned for creative communication and you didn't get it and then you got an opportunity right after all right fair enough. <laughs> that's true that's why he's here that is a real life skill that, that you learned that from... is rejection I can convey rejection really well listen to every other episode of the podcast no I'm kidding <laughs> uh, but yeah no that's 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 what what are uh, yeah like like Mark said like it's really cool Paisley that you you're so well-rounded in your craft at, at starting at sex like I hope to see you do lots of things like, me and Mark both would love to see you be more of the softer side of somebody. There's some star power there. I tell you, I'm not just, uh, you know, barking up a tree here. This is, yeah. there's some real star star is born. We have, we have no investment in your career. We just want you to do well. So like, this is all sincere. Um, but to but, add something about yeah. Paisley, like, um, Mark, I think you had said, you know, Paisley, you're so present when you're acting. And I, I think we should talk about that because I totally agree. I've been Paisley's teacher. So I agree. She she is very present. But let's think about why. Because we actually, we break that down in our classes and we talk about that. How do we be present in a scene? And it really comes down to listening. Are you truly, fully listening to the person that you're doing that scene with? And not just their words, but their body language, whatever it is that they're conveying, their emotions. Are you truly listening and reacting to that? Or are you thinking about your next line? And Paisley doesn't think about her next line. She truly listens to what's going on. She reacts. And then when it's her time to talk, she knows because she's truly listening to what's going on. Well, Sam, I'll tell you, there's a scene in the movie where Paisley is laying on Bob's chest and she's not looking at him. They're both looking up. So she has her back to him the whole whole scene. And she does an incredible job of... You can tell by the look on her face. And again, I focused a lot on her actions and her eyes and because we knew we'd be speaking to her. And she does such a great job of conveying that she's listening to him without even seeing him. Yes. And I noticed that like the first day I taught Paisley, I was like, oh, yeah. So we talk about, you know, she's so present. It's that listening piece. And Paisley, I hope you know that because we've talked about that in class. That's, that's when your powers, you really got that skill down and people clearly... See it and that's why you're booking jobs and you got fans <laughs> yeah that's interesting it takes it back to what we said at the beginning is i think the things that i noticed most about her performance were the times that she wasn't speaking yes i can't wait for you girls to see the movie you're gonna it's it's it she's it, it i wish they could put this on the poster john wiki paisley cataract <laughs> like it just <laughs> That's that's one hundred percent what it is, and I hope I hope they make a sequel of this. I really do. Like it's another fun series. It's silly. It was great to see Winnipeg painted in the background and, and splashed around in it. But um, and I want to know if Paisley gets her kitty. Yeah. Did you did you get to keep the bracelet? <laughs> did you get to take that home? Well, I didn't get to keep the bracelet, but can I get one thing? Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Please show us. <laughs> 
Oh, I have a lightsaber in the background from <laughs> from Star Wars, like from Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. So if she's got like cool movie stuff, I am one hundred percent game. I will wait here an hour for it. If she brings that cat from the. Okay, what do we oh, have? What do we got? What do we have? Come close, Paisley, so we can get get a nice look at this. Okay, so we have. It um, says Abby, nobody. Oh, it's from. Is that from your dressing room? Yeah, it was on like the trailer where I get dressed and ready for the scene, and I. It says on the thing, Sammy, like on the like movie thingy, um, <laughs> Sammy. But I think they might have changed it to Abby or something. But it's between Sammy and Abby. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. That's really awesome. Um, what What are some, like, we, we've, we've talked about a lot of reasons why. What are some of the reasons, the myths, the urban legends, the things that get in the way about what would stop somebody from coming to you guys and wanting to do this, that, that parents have or that people have in general? Like, what what can you say to people that, Let's dispel some. Yeah, exactly. Dispel some some rumors out there. Ah, well, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, I think a, a bit of it comes from what I was talking about earlier is this like misconception of, oh, you know, I if I wanted my kid to go to expressions and wouldn't um, we want to like fast track that my child to like Hollywood and like, would you know, is that kind of like the kid that goes to expressions is the kid who wants to do this uh, professionally like again, um, Hollywood, LA, there's that misconception. The other one I would say is very, very common is my child is shy, is not extroverted. Um, so I don't think that, you know, they'd be good for acting. Definitely false. We have many, all different kinds of students. We have students who are definitely self-proclaimed shy or introverted. We have students who are off the wall energy who need a place to kind of hone in on that energy and have a place to focus it in. We have kids who are um, some with, you know, some, some who are, um, you know, working through some like speech things, which, you know, one day I hope Sam can like step in and, and uh, do some cool stuff with them um, on, on that, on her whole like professional spectrum of speech pathology. We have, we have all different kinds of students and different kinds of backgrounds. Um, there is, literally nothing I can think of except for a child who's not willing to give it a shot, not willing to try. Beyond that, if you're willing to try, if you're willing to give it a chance, uh, I mean, it may, it may or may not be for, for everyone, but the, the point is, is that it, the door is completely open for any child. As long as you have a good attitude, you're willing to try, come in with like some, you know, with a positive mindset, see what it's all about. And, uh, yeah, beyond that, no, there really wouldn't be any. How about any you, Sam? Any other things? Yeah, I I don't really know how to word this, but I'll, I'll try my best. I will never forget this. I uh, I was I was out once. This was years back now with a group of friends, and I met their group of friends. So I met this new group. None of them were actors. They had nothing. They didn't know anything about acting. They weren't involved in that community. Nothing. And uh, at the end of the night, one of the people said to me. I can't believe you're an actor. And I was like, why? And then they said, you seem so normal. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that because I was like, <laughs> what does that even 
even mean? Like, they had this perception that actors weren't normal. And I don't know. I just, I'll never forget that comment. I was like, what? And so I think one of the, the myths is like, oh, acting is for somebody who's not like me. Which is so not true. Acting could be for anybody, like Rena's saying, right? Somebody who's willing to try, somebody who's maybe, you know, interested in exploring their creativity. Um, it, it could be for anybody. Like, yeah. So I don't know if I worded that right, but I'll just, I'll never forget that comment. <laughs> well, well, while we're on the topic of uh, some some of the, the downsides or issues, any horror stories about acting parents? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> No names. We, we're very, we're very good about no names. Just oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say this: <laughs> the, the challenges in the ten years that I've been doing this, people often think it's about you know, oh, the unruly kids or like the. I mean, I could count on just one hand how many times you know it was about like a student's behavior. Probably wouldn't even be able to get all five fingers up counting about that. It's it's not the it's not the students. It never is. <laughs> it's the, it is parents, and there's various reasons for that. But a lot of it does come down to like what we were talking about, like having some misconceptions of what expressions is here to do, or like how we, you know, how difficult it is to um, do what we're doing. Um, and and you know, of course, the parents. And I'm a parent myself, so I I don't I totally get it. But like your focus is on your child and you want your, the best experience for your child. You want to look out for your child. You want your child to have the most lines and everything that they do. You want your child to be on screen, have most screen time amongst everything and everyone else. So there's a lot of those challenges that we face. We always face the, you know, my child didn't have as many lines in, in the scene that you sent home with them. My child didn't have as much screen time in the movies that we, that you guys shot or like, you know, uh, or I saw that the, the, my child's, scene partner had way more screen time. This is like an ongoing saga. We have it every every single session. Somebody gets upset about this. So I would say the horror stories are mainly of uh, those kind where it's just like an ongoing like of how do we explain what we are doing and how difficult it is. And I would love to give just an insight is that if you do know this, this is just the fact. Um, it's, very, it's fairly easy. I haven't done it in a while, but it's fairly easy to find scripts, full scripts for different movies, even shows um, that are that are adult shows, right? Like you can you can find um, all sorts of transcripts online and then you can just, you know, take a little piece of it and make a scene. And um, many adult acting studios, they end up doing that for film acting. Like that's where you get your scenes from. Try doing that for kids shows. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, I will say this, and I'm not trying to be, but a lot of kids' shows, like especially when we're talking about certain kinds of like, you know, slaps, that slapstick kind of comedy, like the Disney, you know, High School Musical kind of like genre. Oh, yeah. The, 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 like the theater acting on TV. Yes. Yeah. The which is not what we like to do. Which we, yeah. we don't, when we started there, like I was actually pitching expressions. <laughs> I was in, I was on pitching expressions um, in the beginning where it was like Zach and Cody and Hannah Montana and like you can recreate these scenes in class. No, literally. And oh my goodness, I would never now because I'm sorry to say, but yes, like you said, it does not translate well. And especially when you're taking, so we call them sides. So you're taking like a snippet of like 
uh, you're taking a scene out of like a long script and then you're, you're recreating it with your own flair, your own ideas in class. That's what we're doing. Um, it does not, it, it's not great for the kids because there's not really any like meat there. There's nothing to work with in terms of like really exercising that those acting abilities, everything that you're teaching these kids in the core classes. And then you give them like uh, a side from Hannah Montana and it's like, Oh my goodness. No, they're not going to be able to do anything with those one liner. Like it's just not, <laughs> you know, um, so it, a lot it, of for to, okay. to cut you off is it is it safe to say that there's the difference between what you're trying to do is you're trying to teach kids who want to be actors versus making child actors. That's that's a, that's exactly it. Yes. Right, because you can be a child acting as a child, mm -hmm. right? Or you can be Paisley and steal an entire scene because you've been taught skills as an actor that are universal that transcend yeah. anything. Yeah. Skin, race, yeah. age, whatever, all that stuff fades away and it's 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 yeah. just what it is. So I, I love that and I think that's exactly what we do. And we 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 put a lot of work into what we do, and that's what I was getting at is that we don't look up our all our scripts anymore. We we literally write them. We write them out because we want them to be good quality scripts where there's good story, where there's something for the students to actually work the those fundamentals and and like really hone in on to their own abilities and nurture those skills those skills so um you know when you are working like 80 90 hours a week literally writing these out trying to find stuff writing out lesson plans uh and then you do all that work and then you get chewed out because one the kids has one more line than the other kid mm, yes. a little bit part of the 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 ongoing challenges that we face but most of our parents are very understanding and they are very supportive we've had parents even after their child has become 18 19 years old and has you know gone off to do different things still stay in touch with the studio to support the studio in various ways uh you know and one of the biggest ways that we've grown is through word of mouth and um that has been to credit to all of the parents who have come and loved it and talked to their other friends about it so yeah. excellent sam what about you any other misconceptions besides that you're an actor because i mean <laughs> i can i can see that like when you have when you have like I, I was watching the other day and i mean method acting is incredible to see the final product but i think it was will smith who was talking about it talking about somebody else and he went full method on six degrees of separation and found himself in love with Stucker Channing at one point. Like it got, it got really because he was talking about how you assume a new character and then you realize that you're essentially a character as well. But then you get lost in the two characters because you've realized there's a break between the two. So it, it it's just nice to see that you've got a perception of what you're trying to teach in a very healthy way that transcends so many different industries yeah. ideas right like like i want to take an acting class just to be better at what i do right just in the idea that maybe it'll help me enunciate more or be more confident in something because it's 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 like the martial arts of the art world yeah right? i like that <laughs> well aside I think another misconception oh sorry oh, I, go ahead go no. ahead sam i think another misconception is um people think we're we're just 
just acting. And I say that in air quotes for, for the podcast. People think we're just acting. So we're just putting scenes up and doing the lines. And we're not just acting. We're teaching acting. And so how Rena said, you know, we've started over the years creating our own scripts so that we have meat there for the students and also so that there's um, lessons built into those scripts. So for example, uh, one thing we talk about when we teach the kids in class, and Paisley can definitely speak to this, we talk about creating a moment before. Yeah. So if your script starts with, hey, let's say that's your first line, hey, what is happening before you say that line? What are you doing? What's going on? What is the other actor doing? Oh. You need to create that. And that may or may not be in the script. You as the actor need to create it. You don't wait for somebody to tell you what to do. You create it. And so we're teaching the kids how to do that so that they're ready to go into an audition room and, and be able to create those moments on their own. Hmm. I never even thought of it that way. No, that's interesting. That, yeah, like the cold, the cold turn it on. It really, I don't, like, I mean, unless you're incredibly trained and, you know, one of the greats, I, I, I don't know, I'm just blabbing. What I'm, what I'm getting at is, is that it makes sense to step into it, like lean into it instead of like, hello, right? And, and find yourself there and, and, and build and build from that. Wow, that's, yeah. One of my favorite exercises in class is what we call a contentless scene. So it's contentless. It might just be a couple lines. Hey, hey, how are you? Fine. I got to go. Bye. So those are your lines. And then depending on what you choose the five W's to be, who, what, where, when, why, that scene could take a totally different tone. Oh, this that's see right here. I'm going to this Sam, you hit on something that I think kids and adults and everybody needs to learn right now with the and I've liked to coin this phrase. I, I call it the the textualization of society is that we communicate so much via texts and emails is that the interpretation of a few words can have infinite amount of meaning. Yes. Yes. And that's interesting that you, that exercise would really teach kids that, you know, the way that you interpret something or the, the, the five W's that you put behind it can completely change what a few words means. And so it's great to see in a class of eight when, you know, in a non-COVID world. So we have four groups. So we group, you know, two, two, two. So we got four groups there. Um, they all have the same lines, but they're all going to choose different W's, right? And so then we get the kids to show each other and then they get to see, whoa, that's how Paisley and her partner interpreted it. And this is what we see. But this is how, you know, Mike and whatever, uh, Johnny <laughs> decided to interpret their scene. And this is what we get. And then we talk to the kids about how it's all about choices. And you, as the actor, you get to make those choices. Boy, is that an important life skill. Yeah. I kind of, can you make an exception for two <laughs> middle-aged men? <laughs> We'll pay. Yeah, okay, I'm down. I'm down. If Mark, I think I'm, Mark, I'm yeah. I think I'm still above your cutoff for your adult class. <laughs> you know, we didn't talk about this, and I don't know if it's something just to quickly mention. Yeah, but no, please do. Yeah, Paisley's uncle is uh, one of our long-term instructors at Expressions. He started off with us long before we knew about Paisley, and then um, found out. I think then obviously Paisley must have learned about Expressions possibly through um, her uncle. And that's how her journey kind of came to be, I would 
Is that right? Is that right, Paisley? Did you come to yeah. that? Yeah, I forgot to say uh, <laughs> in the story that, like, like, he's, like, what I wanted to, like, grow up to, like, like him. Oh. He's, he's really good at acting. Oh, yeah. So. Matt is incredibly talented. Yeah, because you'd mentioned, Paisley, that your family's a movie family, like lots of movie nights and obviously working actors in the family and instructors and you're carrying the torch forward. Um, before we let you go, who do you want to work with? Like for my next movie? like Or in general, who do you who do you want to play play on screen with? Well, I your hopes, your dreams. Of um, Reese Witherspoon. Okay, we do too. Big Little Lies, big fan over here in this house. Yeah. And um, uh, you know Rachel from Friends, like. Yes. Oh, yes. I know Rachel from Friends. I had a big crush on her when I was a kid. Jen Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, that those are like my mo my movie like my dream movie that I want to be in is I want to be like I'm a, a like like Harry you know like the ring where she had like oh yes jeez <laughs> okay <laughs> yes so yeah like in a movie I want to like play a very scary character. Oh. There's always scary kids in movies. They scare me the most. Yeah. Scary children are far scarier than scary adults. Yeah. I have a funny story. Please tell us. So, um, Bob, when I was laying on his chest, his breath smelled fine. Like, <laughs> but, but I was... So my... But your breath what? Quiet. Like, I didn't know... I was scared. So you, did you just say that your breath smelled bad but and his was okay? I was worrying about if my oh. breath. Oh. So I, was... <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah. <laughs> is that is that your favorite moment from from set with Bob? Like what's what's he like as a guy cuz we I mean Saul is Saul. What's is there is there anything in Bob that's that's in Saul that you you, you saw on him? Well, I didn't really watch Better Call Saul. That makes sense. Probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, what really came to him that I thought was him is he, he loved to like talk about old things, like kind of what we are, like we're talking about, like in the past. And, when we first met him, he had glasses on. He was like showing, pe like touring people around, like the changing place, because we were trying on outfits, like for the movie. Yep. Um, and then he um, he showed me uh, a picture of puppies that he rescued. Uh -huh. And the like, it was like I was like, okay, this he's gonna be like. Then when I like saw it, I was like, he's he's gonna be really good to work with because like he's um you know, like I feel like I will like act 
like I'll try really hard acting in front of him, which I should anywhere. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, have you Paisley got a chance to, to see much of the movie that you weren't in? I watched 100. Oh. <laughs> see, cause I was saying that the, um, his character, you mentioned the puppies. He's got the cat in his jacket there at the end right yep and uh, that's all because of you also yeah like that was also one of my favorite parts like i love the whole movie i love the soundtrack oh um, so good <laughs> paisley did you was there anybody else there that you knew um i know megan was megan is one of our students and also teachers from expressions and she also was in the movie but was there anybody else in the movie that you knew already well, my um, uncle, his friend, he he works at Expressions too. Um, what's his name again? He was like the cop. Oh, is it Adam? Yeah, Adam. He was there. Um, I don't really know who else, but yeah, Megan and Adam were there. Just well, pretty cool. The 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 girls. Uh, Sam and Rena will find out when they watch it that you made the school very proud and yeah. you you did a fantastic job and I'm yeah I I, I I was watching for you too and if this is the quality that they're cranking out at expressions I don't know how you keep your kid out of it yeah seriously. <laughs> well thank you very much <laughs> if anybody out there is on the fence now I really hope that you've been persuaded to be like you know what call them on Monday and figure out how to get your kid a, 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 a litany of lessons for life. And Sam told us how it, it brought her out of her shell and all the life lessons it learned. I can completely relate. Uh, I was the same way. I learned so much through acting that I've now taken into my life and I'm, I'm not scared to get, I'm the one giving speeches at weddings and I'm the one giving up presentations in front of the, the, in my entire office. And I don't even think twice about it. And those are all skills that I got. I learned from uh, taking acting classes. It just, it, it keeps paying dividends. And I've ran into people um, that I took classes with when I was a kid, run into them 20 years later as an adult, and all of them have that that something that, that Sam was describing earlier, that quality where they're just that much more comfortable and outgoing and imaginative in, in real life. Yeah. And the friendships, I have to say, Rena and I talk lots about this. The friendships you make through acting, whether it's like, you know, learning to act as an actor or being in the on the production side, whatever side you're on of it, the friendships you make are unlike anything else. I feel like some of my very best friends are from acting. And that includes Rena. <laughs> yeah, Sam is one of my best friends. And honestly, it's kind of funny because I was been thinking about like, what is it about acting? Because it's not the first time I've heard like, oh, I've made lifelong friends in acting. And I've seen it myself. We've taught, again, for 10 years. So we've seen friendships friendships in our studio blossom through the years and you know um people who are students who are no longer taking classes anymore but who are still hanging out all the time and you know they're really really close and one of the reasons I think it is and I've, again I've been thinking about this for a while is I think that because we focus so much on being yourself like finding your voice like you don't have to do the customer service voice when you're in a scene you don't have to high pitch it and be like like you know bring it back into your body what is your real voice who who are you who are you really and like what Sam was saying before about empowering your ideas like 
um, in that moment, rather than looking at the instructor thinking like, did I do this right? It's like, well, what do you, what do you think? Like, do you feel good about this choice in the scene? Do you, how do you feel in the scene? All of these things, all of these skills, I think create a place where you finally feel like you can be yourself. You are not in a school where you have to join a clique, where you have to be the jock or the, the, you know, the, the popular, whatever it is you can come and you, you, you'll be sitting amongst all different kinds of students, students from all the different kind of walks of life all over the city. And we're you actually- can sit with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're literally Just like- a Mean Girls reference. You can <laughs> sit with us. Exactly. Like, you know, even if you are a mean girl though, but like, honestly, we ask you to shed all of it. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, let go, like, no, actually, well, bring, bring what's going on at home. Bring everything. Bring all your yuck, your- <laughs> bring bring all the bad bring, sorry my, my son is in the background i apologize oh, don't don't be bring bring all your um your sadness your anger your frustration bring everything to the forefront and just be don't mask any of it it's so strange because literally i know i say this sometimes and kids are like what i'm like we actually in acting don't want you really so much to be acting we want you to be in the moment being real feeling for real i, I don't want like you know, like, boohoo, I'm sad. Like, I really want you to tap into what does sadness feel and look like for you and allow yourself to go there. So I think that because we ask you to shed so much and be yourself, and as people start to tap into the who they really are and get comfortable in that, and then others start to do the same thing, and then there's connections that are formed that are actually truly real and bonded in that truth, that's what transcends. That's why these friendships last for years and years. And that's why there's something about it that I, I have like my best friends all from acting and I have a lot of different friends from different walks of life, but there's nothing like meeting somebody where they have seen your raw truth and you've seen theirs and you bond over that. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Cathartic. I think more, yeah. more parents should be considering uh, getting their kids involved in something like acting um, instead of, or in addition to sports and, and dance and, yeah, and, and in addition, yeah. definitely. Cause we're, it's a very different thing, right? Like what we do, it's not, it's not even like, even in some regards, some might say, well, it might be some too similar to like dance or like to theater. I think it, film acting is a very different thing. It's different on, on its own. It's mm -hmm. not, it's, um, there's some, there's some definite, like, you know, oh, you know, sports teamwork, acting teamwork, but it's in a different, it's in a different way. And, um, Again, you know, I, I can't think of any child or parent who I would say don't come to expressions. <laughs> maybe if you have, again, if you're very fast track about Hollywood, LA, maybe you're not the greatest fit for us. But other than that, everybody is welcome to give it a shot. We have adult classes, so both of you are welcome as well. <laughs> and if you're, you know, if you, after a few classes and you don't find it's for you, and that happens sometimes, and that's okay too. But at least you know you gave it a shot, you tried. What has been your oldest student to come through Expressions Doors? Uh, um, so currently, right now, we have one student. Her name is um, Angeline Shaheen. She has been with us from the very first year and is still currently taking classes and is also a TA. Um, we've had, uh, you know, other students who are teetering on that, like, literal, like, seven, eight years uh, for sure. At this but as far as age, what's the oldest oh, student okay. that's come to Expressions? Oh, the oldest, um, probably about 20, I would say. Yeah, 19, 20. Um, well, that's for like just regular youth curriculum. Now, like for adults, I, I don't know. I, I would imagine like late 30s, maybe 40s. Like, I'm not sure. But the adult classes, there's no cap. 
you guys are fine. You got a chance, dude. <laughs> what you're telling me is there's a chance. You're telling me that there's a chance. Well, you know, and that's I I was drawn to acting for that very first for that very reason is that like you know that there would be no mo- people are always focused on like the you know the protagonist like they're always focused on like the main hero or heroine of the like the story but there would be no story if it wasn't for all the rest of the actors the rest of the, the storyline where all the other players come into play um you know you need you need all sorts of different kinds of people because again you're trying to have like this imaginative world but it should it's reflective of some kind of life whether it's real life or a futuristic life or like a past life some life and in any kind of life, um, even the sci-fi, there's always very different kinds of characters, different kinds of people, different looking people. So there's always, there's always. Unlike like, theater, when we're supposed to believe a 15-year-old is a 60-year-old, in in, <laughs> in in film acting, you need 60-year-olds to play 60-year-olds. You, you need it all. You need, you, need, you need older, you need younger, you need bigger, you need smaller, you need grayer you need you need it all like it doesn't matter like it's it's one of those beautiful things you could do it for life you can literally do it you can start off when you're like two years old and you could keep doing it until you're 99 if it's something you love and you have a joy of it and it it's like a release for you like for me it's um it's like a form of therapy in its own way it's very cathartic to work out your stuff and the table make lifelong friendships um you know uh learn some really pivotal, great life skills like Sam was talking about. And seriously, just have so much fun. I mean, we make, we we just transformed our studio for our spring session into these elaborate sets. Now, if you want to take a look at those sets, you'll have to go to our Instagram page. We have some of the um, photos posted, but uh, our crew went to town and created these magnificent sets in our basement that just look and feel so real. Uh, like a camping one and the other one sam what was the other one it was like a potions kind of yeah the other one was sort of like a yeah like a potions um mystical magical sort of space basement that sort of feel harry potter-esque esque yeah yeah yeah. and they and they the kids just had a blast with it because it was so real feeling and it was such an elaborate set to make and you know you can just think like how could that not be fun like i've had parents and adults of you know making posts like i just want to go in there and play and that's exactly it that's what we're trying to come and play wow that sounds great we actually filmed you'll see it on our instagram we filmed the reactions of the kids when they saw the sets oh and it's it's like it's priceless so the what was that you goonied them. They did that to the kids in the Goonies. Uh, they brought them out and they didn't show them the ship until <laughs> they showed them the ship, um, and they used that as their genuine reaction. So that's I love that. That's so great. Oh, everybody's yeah, working. and all of them were just like, "Whoa, no way! <laughs> this is so cool!" And I remember, like, as an instructor, I just felt like, "Wow, we're really doing something right." Yeah, no. If the if the expression literally uh, on their face is of joy, then yeah, you nailed the you you nailed it, um, ladies. I would I, I I see a second episode in our future. I hope you do too, because this has been incredibly informative. And... It'll be detailing my first acting class at Expression. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that'd be great. Let's do it. Let's do it. That'll be yes. so fun. In a, in, in a new world where we can be together in a room 
we'll bring mm-hmm. gear there and then we'll talk about it after. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Well, we have taken a hiatus from classes at the moment. So if you are interested, um, we are looking at, uh, you know, finishing off the spring term at some point, hopefully soon in person. But we have summer camps. All of those are listed on our website. Some of them are already starting to fill up. So if parents are interested, make sure to take a look at that. And uh, yeah, and we'll we'll be celebrating our 10 years somehow. I was not hoping to do a virtual celebration, but we'll it's okay see. to hold off. Don't don't feel the the date dictates that you have to do That's it. True. That's true. That's a different idea. Get your get your kids out of that pandemic. Get them out of the basement. Get them away from Zoom and get them out there in the real world. Yeah. No, there's so much for for your kids out there, guys, to to learn from from everybody at Expressions. Uh, where can people find all your information? Tell everybody where they can find you so they're not lost. We are on all of. Well, I don't want to say all because I mean I think there's a lot of social media. Huh, there is no now. Longer, yeah. I'm no longer aware of those uh, new ones like Snap and things like. And I don't even know if companies can have. Um, a website on those or like to have a site on those but anyways uh, we are on the normal ones which are the normal ones which are the um instagram and facebook uh we're on there so we're just type up expressions film studio it'll take you right there um our website is uh, you know just www.expressionsfilmstudio.com and all of our information is on there including a little bit about us all the instructors um our the registration is on all online it's very easy to do and uh all class descriptions and but i have to say i have to say that one of the most the best thing on the website is the link to our video um creation so the movies that we shoot during classes and like the ones that paisley was talking about earlier those are on our website some of those so please take a look and uh and enjoy well and i also want to add you can audit a class so if you're reading, you know, the descriptions and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. I think I think my kid would like it, but I'm not sure. You can always reach out. Uh, it might look a little different right now with COVID, but in a normal, you know, whatever that looks like now, you can always reach out. We can talk about auditing, come in, observe the first class, participate, see what you think, uh, and we can see if it's the right fit. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. Um, so there you go. It's It's a win-win situation and no risk. And in addition to expressions, Paisley, where can we follow your burgeoning career? <laughs> do you have a do you have a Instagram? Do you have a TikTok? Do you have anything? Well, I have an Instagram. It's um Paisley Cat At Paisley Catarath. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Sorry, my mom's over there. Um at Paisley Catarath. And um I probably will be making a TikTok. You're going to have to show us how to do it because we're trying to figure <laughs> that out right now ourselves. Um, so when you when you start one, maybe you can teach two old guys like us how to how to TikTok Paisley. Definitely. Uh, do you have? Are you taking a minute, or do you have something coming up, or are you just kind of hanging out for a second and uh, enjoying uh, enjoying post nobody life? Uh yeah, I'm just. Chillaxin. <laughs> it's the summer. It's so hot. That's the perfect answer. Well, ladies, stick around. We're going to close the show out here, but stick around so we can say bye properly. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that has been 
one hell of a conversation. I have to say this was this was a pleasure, wasn't it, Mark? It was. So I, I learned a lot. Yeah, and I we hope you did too. So if you're looking for all this information, it's also going to be on our website. It's going to be in our bio. So wherever this goes, wherever this is listened to across Canada, people are going to be able to find this out and get all the information. So uh, and that will only happen if they email me. So girls, email me everything after this. We'll make sure that we advertise it as much as possible to show what all of the kids can look forward to after a pandemic closes. Uh, if you want to learn more about us, this is your first time. Thank you. You pressed play. That was super cool of you. We have stuff about us that you could learn more about if you wanted to. Say realdebaters.ca. It's where you can find everything about us. Cast bios. You can see our ugly mugs. You can learn about our uh, bios. We've got some movie bios there that we're working on. Yes, Mike, is this part of a real talk series? It is, actually. And you know what? I've actually decided to open that whole entire oh. series up to anybody who works in film. Nice. So uh, we're just doing interviews now, basically, instead oh, excellent. of kind of closing it off. So. And for everybody to know, we do, we've interviewed people in all facets of film, from makeup to set design to... Stunt work to cinematography, direction, writing, intimacy coordinator, up. intimacy coordinator. Exactly, Sharon Bayer was uh, was was on the show recently. So, uh, check a look at that back catalog. Mark makes a perfect point to go look at that stuff. And uh, then when you're done, if you want to support the show, you can either donate or you can throw stuff at us if you want through our uh, prop shop. It's where you have our skateboards, our hoodies, our t-shirts, our our, our swag, if you will. <laughs> and if you want to contact us, email us at therealdebaters at gmail.com and you can follow us online at Real Debaters on Twitter and Instagram. I have got nothing else. Rena and Sam, thank you so much. Paisley had to go. Uh, we've kept her up past her bedtime, obviously. <laughs> and uh, Girls, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank the you show. so much. Thanks for being thank on your show. Thanks. Anytime. Uh, I've been Michael Petro. Mark Cowell. Watch all the movies, kids. We are gone